Blog Talk Radio. It's not my country. My country is me and my family. Countries also. Huerta. And the governor. The landlords. Gunterus and his locusts. This little revolution we're having here. A revolution? Revolution, please don't try to tell me about revolution. I know all about the revolutions and how they start. The people that read the books, they go to the people that don't read the books. They put people and say, Ho ho, the time has come to have a change. Sit, swish. I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the revolutions. The people read the books. Or the people can't read the books. The poor people and say, We have to have a change. So the poor people make the change, huh? And then the people who read the books, they all sit around the big polished tables and they talk and talk and talk and eat and eat and eat. Huh? But what has happened to the poor people? They're dead! That's your revolution. So please, don't tell me about revolutions. something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not point fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. A palace in which there is no king or queen or dukes or earls or princes, but subjects all, subjects beholden to each other to make a better place to live. Is that too much to ask? Are we asking too much? Is it beyond our reach? Because if it is, then we are nothing but sheep being herded to the final slaughterhouse. I will not go down that way. I choose to fight back. I choose to rise, not fall. I choose to live, not die. And I know, I know that what's within me is also within you. That's why I ask you now. Join me. Rise up with me. Rise up on the wings of this plane I know. You're watching The Madness of a Lost Society. November 26, 2010, Black Friday revealed yet further evidence of the complete madness of the populace of our lost society. In case you didn't hear, the leaders of China and Russia. China and Russia said that they are renouncing the dollar. The best way to think of it is a ticking time bomb. At some stage, the dollar will fall sharply. Now, you might be saying, Neil, 
What the heck does this mean to me? As the dollar loses status as the world's reserve currency, as mystery missiles launch just off our shores, as North and South Korea take the world to the brink of war, as the TSA violates all measure of liberty and constitutional rights, and as the U.S. military itself prepares for the coming total economic collapse and breakdown of civil order, this is what Americans care about. Wanton, lustful commercialism, acting like animals fighting over trinkets made by human beings for slave wages. As you watch this horrific video, do you think any of these people own a single ounce of physical precious metal? Any gold? Any silver? Do you think that even one of them understands what the Federal Reserve is, or that the Fed is spending them into oblivion and economic slavery? Do you think even one among them has made any preparations at all for the day when there is no food on grocery store shelves? And do you think the morally bankrupt executives at Target or Walmart even care? This is what we've become. A decadent, mindless culture who by virtue of this complete and willful ignorance are now officially complicit in the crimes being perpetrated against us. Do you think these people who behave like animals, literally trampling each other over $198 laptops and $10 toasters, will even pause for a moment to consider their actions before they riot and burn entire cities when the days of hyperinflation finally arrive? When the grocery stores are bare? When they are truly desperate? This, my friends, is what a dumbed-down, morally bankrupt, completely broken society looks like. And this is how it behaves. No outrage over the bankers raping them. No outrage over their gutted industry. No outrage over their plundered dollar. Just blind, wanton stupidity. Just bread and circuses. The elite are social Darwinists, and they believe what they can get away with is fair game as long as we allow it. This is social engineering, and they've done it to us by design. They've turned us into animals that they can corral. We are no longer citizens in a republic safeguarded by our elected representatives. We are consumers feeding at a corporate trough managed by officials. Will you tell the American people to whom you lent $2.2 trillion of their dollars? Hundreds and hundreds of banks, any bank or that has uh, access to the U.S. Uh, Federal Reserve system. You tell us who they are. No. If this is America, who will stop them? Our entire system is corrupt and needs to be dismantled and begun anew. But from what base? If what happened on Friday across America is any indication of the condition of the American populace, then our very foundations are built of sand. May God forgive us for what we've become and for what we've allowed to happen to our nation. And may those of us with the courage and sense to do it renounce this behavior and the monstrous marketing ploy that is Black Friday in its entirety. This, my friends, is not us. We are the republic. We are the informed. We are the proactive ones. And it is our job to lift up those who are lost. And saving our republic is a full-time job. May God bless the republic. Those poor bastards we're going up against. By God, I do. We're not just going to shoot the bastards. We're going to cut out their living guts and use them to grease the treads of our tanks. We're going to murder those bushmen. These are the enemy. Wade into them. Spill their blood. Shoot them in the belly. When you put your hand into a bunch of goo that a moment before was your best friend's face, 
you'll know what to do. There's one thing that you men will be able to say when you get back home, and you may thank God for it. Thirty years from now, when you're sitting around your fireside with your grandson on your knee, and he asks you, what did you do? You won't have to say, well, I shoveled shit in Louisiana. All right, now you sons of bitches, you know how I feel. Madam Speaker, I have a few questions for my colleagues. What if our foreign policy of the past century is deeply flawed and has not served our national security interests? What if we wake up one day and realize that the terrorist threat is a predictable consequence of our meddling in the affairs of others and has nothing to do with us being free and prosperous? What if propping up regimes in the Middle East in dangers is directly related to the hatred directed toward us? What if someday it dawns on us that losing over 5,000 American military personnel in the Middle East since 9-11 is not a fair trade-off for the loss of nearly 3,000 American citizens, no matter how many Iraqi, Pakistani, and Afghan people are killed or displaced? What if we finally decide that torture, even if called enhanced interrogation technique, is self-destructive and produces no useful information, and that contracting it out to a third-world nation is just as evil? What if it is finally realized that war and military spending is always destructive to the economy? What if all of your time spending is paid for through the deceitful and evil process of inflating and borrowing? What if we finally see that wartime conditions always undermine personal liberty? What if conservatives who preach small government wake up and realize that our interventionist foreign policy provides the greatest incentive to expand the government? What if conservatives understood once again that their only logical position is to reject military intervention and managing an empire throughout the world? What if the American people woke up and understood that the official reasons for going to war are almost always based on lies and promoted by war propaganda in order to serve special interests? What if we as a nation came to realize that the quest for empire eventually destroys all great nations? What if Obama has no intention of leaving Iraq? What if a military draft is being planned for for the war that will spread if our foreign policy is not changed? What if the American people learn the truth that our foreign policy has nothing to do with national security and that it never changes from one administration to the next? What if war and preparation for war is a lack of serving the special interests? What if President Obama is completely wrong about Afghanistan and turns out worse in Iraq and Vietnam put together? What if Christianity actually teaches peace and not preventive wars of aggression? What if diplomacy is found to be superior to bombs and bribes in protecting America? What happens if my concerns are completely unfounded? Nothing. But what 
happens if my concerns are justified and ignored? Nothing good. And I yield back the balance of my time. Podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today, 14 after 9 on the uh, East Coast here, Greensboro, North Carolina. I had one there. I had a few questions from... Restart that there by accident there. Oops, sorry there. Uh, I had one there from the Republic here I wanted to play, and I just couldn't find it. Hmm. I wonder what happened to that one. Uh, If you remember correctly, remember Trump... I said this to somebody the other night, actually. Uh, I think I could find it here. It's only about two minutes long. But if you remember when Trump was inaugurated, right, he said that he was giving us back our republic. And that's what that's what he was in the process of doing, if you remember correctly. And that's exactly what, the, you know, the republic, you hear me talk about it consistently here on the uh, podcast show. The republic is, is, uh, is uh, restored, basically, but it's up to the people to... Uh, you know, receive the republic. You can't get out there one person and talk about it. See, a lot of people don't understand the difference between the de jure and the de facto, and they don't understand it. And it's actually recognized in law. It's recognized internationally and by the uh, Jay Treaty and Northwest uh, 
was West Ordinance there. So uh, I mean, it's all there for your reading. You can read it. I mean, it's, uh, they changed the word in the 14th Amendment from uh, person to citizen. So you're now a citizen. You're not a person anymore, okay? So that's why they're able to declare their policies on top of you. Well, here we go. I've got the Trump one right here. Let me play this right here. a couple minutes long. And then anybody wants to call in, 657-383-0616, press the number one, and I'll get you on here. Now, as always since its founding, the republic remains within reach of the American people. What do I mean by this? Well, Benjamin Franklin answered this question best. He said, we have a republic if we can keep it. In short, Americans were not diligent enough to keep the cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men that George Washington warned us about from subverting the power of the people and usurping for themselves the reins of government. So we find ourselves today with a government intent on serving the interest of a few powerful entities instead of serving the American people. Let me speak plainly. The America that our forefathers founded is gone, taken over by foreign interests. The America that we know today is in grave danger. Not only are we looking at an economic collapse in progress, we are seeing the effects of years of planning on the part of those foreign interests to remake America into one of their third world kingdoms. If you study the Nazi socialist takeover in Germany, then you will have a good idea of how this takeover is proceeding in America today. All that is needed is for the American people to acquiesce to things like national health care, gun control, and the like. The American people are at a disadvantage because most of us have been educated, or should I say indoctrinated, to trust those in authority and to simply acquiesce to change. Change could be a good thing if the intent were to make America a better place to live and raise a family. However, the change that we have all witnessed in recent years should be a big wake-up call to the American people. Will the American people wake up? Do we have the fortitude to work against those who would destroy our way of life? Will we make a stand for life, liberty, and justice for all? Thank God that President Trump has been raised up as the spearhead of the republic. The American people now have had a clear view of how the deep state comes against outsiders like Donald J. Trump. May he continue to triumph over his adversaries as he works towards handing government back over to the American people as he promised to do in his inaugural address. Today's ceremony, however, has very special meaning. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. I agree with John Adams when he stated in 1798, 
that our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Thankfully, the American people still have access to the same Almighty God that our forefathers appealed to when they found themselves in the same untenable situation. I urge all Americans to humbly pray and turn from our wicked ways that this nation might again be blessed. Our forefathers rightly concluded, based on historical evidence, that a representative republic is the best form of governance to preserve our liberties. Whatever weaknesses a representative republic may have, there is no better way to preserve the rights of all Americans from those who would abuse government for their own interests. Currently, the American people need only grab hold of their republic in mass to get it back. There is nothing preventing the American people from doing so other than the apathetic belief that they cannot make a difference. Not only do we have the right, but the obligation to take action when we hear that our form of governance was changed without our permission. I urge each and every American to research our history and prove these things to be true. Every American, whether we know it or not, is already a member of this republic. Remember the solemn oath that we took when we swore allegiance to our flag and to the republic for which it stands? We thereby swore an oath of allegiance to the republic, not to a corporate democracy masquerading as government. All the mechanisms for our participation are already in place. The Republic for the United States of America belongs to all Americans. The Republic is well within our reach. So now, what will you do? May God bless America and God bless the Republic. All right, everybody. Yeah, that's uh, true. You uh, took an oath, you know, uh, when you were in, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think they do it anymore in schools where they uh, pledge allegiance to the flag for which it stands, one nation under God. Uh, you remember correctly, uh, we used to uh, say that pledge allegiance, remember? Uh, very interesting, huh? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. Remember? Remember? I don't remember saying I pledge allegiance to Washington, D.C. Corporation or the Federal Reserve Banking Cartel. I don't remember pledging allegiance to public policy. I don't remember that. Do you? Uh, I don't remember entering into a contract with these people where they can take away my liberties and my rights at will, where they can tell me I have to wear a mask, where they tell me I have to be vaccinated. I don't remember saying that. I don't remember ever, ever taking that allegiance. So very important that he brought up also it's your duty, your duty as a citizen to take that stand. I mean, I don't know what can motivate you, what can motivate you to get out there. And, and, I mean, I guess we're just too far gone. We, we're just too lazy. We're, you know, I want a good time. It's a, I want good times. I want to get drunk. Uh, I want to get drugs. I want to be vaccinated. I want to be on medication. I can't sleep. Uh, you know, I, I don't care about nobody else but me. You know, I mean, how are you going to answer to that when you are gone? Uh, I was just talking to somebody off the air here before the show here. Uh, he went to a funeral here tonight. The guy stretched out there in the casket. You know, uh, you know, uh, gone, gone. You know, that's it. What did he do in his life 
that was very good and important to what did, what did he accomplish? What legacy did he leave behind? What name did he make for himself? What did he do? You know, uh, so all of us will have that opportunity when we die, you know, to, for people to look out upon us and say, what did he do? What did you stand for? You know, I mean, we get into that debate about the rapture. Rapture out of here, you know, a generation later, this and that. We won't be here at the end times. We're here. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you know, bottom line is we're still here now, and we we have, we took an oath, you know, I just said it. You know, I pledge allegiance to that flag, the United States of America, to the re- to, and to the republic for which it stands. You know, one nation under God, indivisible. You know, with liberty and justice for all. You know, so you know, you, you have to. Uh, you took that oath. You, you know, you're an American. You know, people who wear uniforms aren't the only ones that have to swear an oath to the Constitution. You do too. You have to live by the Constitution. So you know, you got to get motivated. You got to stand up. And believe me, I stand up against these bastards every. Now in the war that I'm fighting against, and uh, they, there is there is no justice in the corrupt corporation. The corrupt corporation is corrupt. Let me tell you. But you know how many of you took that pledge, pledge of allegiance? You know, like I said, I was talking to somebody earlier about that funeral he was at. You know, what what did he do in his life? What did he what did he accomplish? You know, uh, did he what well, you know what mark did he make? What groundbreaking? You know, lots of stuff. Well, you have a very important life here. You know, to live, and and we're in such time. We're not, you know, living during a time anymore where things were just oh hum. You know, we're not living during World War Two, uh, or before that, the Depression, or you know, the fifties and sixties. You know, but we, we're in a very peculiar time right now. Things are very odd, very strange things. Are, strange things are going on. You know, um, it's a growing list right now of news stories here, real quick. Growing list of countries with curbs over super mutant strain. Oh boy, here we go. Super mutant strain. Boy, oh boy. Here we go. You know? So, uh, you know, Thanksgiving. You really, how many of you should be thankful for what you really, I mean, thankful for what? You know? I mean, it's just, I don't know. Civil unrest rocks solemn islands as rioters torch government buildings. Another one falls. Militant leftists have become the establishment. Growing list of countries with curbs over super mutants. South Africa medical chief says new COVID mutation has only produced very mild cases. Um, vaccine mandates not necessary for domestic fights. Um, France armed school children storm bus attack passengers. Wonderful. You know, uh, organized retail crime wave traumatizing U.S. workers. Here we go. How about that one, huh? They're going in mobs, robbing stores. Crazy. A wonderful future lies ahead. Trump teases 2024 presidential run and Thanksgiving message. Black Lives Matter. You are eating dry turkey and overcooked stuffing on stolen land. Oh, boy. There we go. You know, oh, man. Let's read that one there. Let's get into that one. Stolen land. Let's see what they got on that one. Uh, yeah, I got a video up too on it too. Let's see here. Uh, hilarious. Here we go. This is this is great. We got we got we got to play this one. All right, now you got this concoction blended up. Oh, okay. Now we're out. Now we've got it out of the fridge and we're putting it into little cupcake things like it's batter. All right. Oh, now we 
refrigerate for three hours. Okay, three hours now. All right, we've got our little fake egg yolk. Okay, and so now we take that other thing out of the blender and we place the f- fake egg yolk on top of it. Okay, and now, in, and oh, now, oh, it cooks in three to four minutes. Oh, and there it is. And there's your fake egg. It only took you five hours. You will always have conspiracy theories. They are nothing but distraction. We need a great reset. The idea of a bioterrorist attack is kind of the nightmare scenario. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. I don't have to sit here and tell you it's coming anymore and show you documents like I used to. You're just going to live it. I guess you could say I'm a big raw egg nationalist now. Definitely a big raw egg consumer now. And so this is just so overtly ridiculous and hilarious, you'd think it was an SNL skit. But, but so, so the vegan food agenda is coming after eggs, too. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to play this video. This is so ridiculous. Okay? Now, now, I want to try to put it in perspective before I play the video so you can fully appreciate the video. Without, with, without forgetting the context here, okay? We're talking about eggs. We're talking about eggs or an egg, all right? So just, I don't, you're, you're thinking, okay, I don't understand. You know what we're talking about? It's an egg, folks, just an egg. It's simple, it's an egg. You can, you can cook it, you can drink it, you can do whatever you want with it. It's an egg. One thing, one egg, okay? It, you know where it comes from, you know where it goes. Egg. That's it. That's all there is to it. Just egg. All right? So, do you get it? Are we all on page? Egg. Simple. Egg. Here's what the vegan food agenda wants you to, wants you to do to eat an egg. And, and this is the video they're using to promote it. How to make a vegan egg. So, check this out. How to make a vegan egg. Look at this. So there's your vegan egg. You can tell it's fake. Looks plastic. Uh, I wouldn't eat an egg if the yolk looked like that. Put some kabucha squash, canola oil. Ew, gross. Avoid canola oil at all costs. Water, black salt, kosher salt. And now get it all up in a blender and mix it up. All right, all right. And so, all right, you're done. You got your face. Nope, oh, oh, another step here, okay. Oh, now we're adding more water. Oh, and cornstarch. Okay, we're gonna mix that up and in now. All right, now we're gonna add that to the concoction. We're in a, we're in a pot now, stirring it up. All right, stirring, stirring. Okay, we're stirring now. Oh, now we need to refrigerate until it's cooled down. All right, now we're, refri- oh, now we're putting tofu into a blender. Now we got a whole new thing going on. Tofu and water and some salt. And some coconut milk. All right, we got a whole new concoction happening now. Okay. So your other thing's in the fridge. Now you're in the blender again. All right. Now you got this concoction blended up. Oh, okay. Now we're out. Now we've got it out of the fridge, and we're putting it into little cupcake things like it's batter. All right. Oh, now we refrigerate for three hours. Okay, three hours now. All right, we've got our little fake egg yolk. Okay, and so now we take that other thing out of the blender. And we place the f- fake egg yolk on top of it. Okay, and now, in, and oh, now, oh, it cooks in three to four minutes. Oh, and there it is. 
And there's your fake egg. It only took you five hours. <laughs> it took you five hours to consume your fake egg, your vegan egg. Folks, I wake up in the morning, I take four raw eggs out of a carton, break it into a glass, and drink it. It takes me less than 30 seconds. Maybe 15? Maybe five. I mean, huh? <laughs> so there's your vegan egg, guys. It only takes five hours to make, and it's totally worth it. Avoid canola oil. Avoid pretty much every other oil out there except probably really extra virgin olive oil or um, oregano oil is good as well, but people don't really cook with it. Fish oil good, but people don't really cook with that either. But I'm talking about for cooking purposes, pretty much you should only ever use extra virgin olive oil, canola oils, vegetable oils, not good, not good. But, but isn't that such the epitome of the clown world where Oh, look, it's the vegan egg, and it takes you five hours to make it. You won't know the difference. Oh, I- all right, everybody. I don't know too much about that oil stuff, so can I instead avoid all oils? I don't know. I guess that's uh, not good for you there. So uh, but who knows? What What is good for you out there anymore? I mean, uh, you know, don't eat meat, don't eat this, don't eat that. I don't know. But uh, banned videos, uh, let's see, let me check the call board here, 657 press number one if you want to participate in tonight's show. Uh, I did not have advertised any guests, so I don't have any guests here tonight, so uh, I know I usually we've been doing guests, but I haven't done a show in a few days, so I figured I'd do one here tonight. Let me check the phone board here. All right, uh, nobody wants to jump in? Okay, all right, uh, let's see here, let me go to history, go to my history here. I got my history channel, but, oh, let's see here, uh, um... Before I do that, uh, oh, this is about the race war stuff here. Uh, deep state foaming, foam, vomiting race war uh, to launch martial law. So, uh, oh, that's, this is new right here. So let's put this one up here. Let's put this new story up here. So they're planning to launch a civil war in this country. And they're planning to brand January 6th as a premeditated attack on the Capitol by myself and Trump so they can try to arrest me in the near future so they can then detonate bombs around the country and claim that it's the resistance doing it when it's going to be them to roll out full-on martial law. They've just gotten started with the COVID martial law and gotten that idea introduced. This is what they're going to do in the next ten and a half months before the midterms. They're going to end the country because they know they've lost the public. The public's coming together. Black Lives Matter has a 20% approval rating. The Democrats have a 30% approval rating. They're the occupying foreign evil force. And all they've got is race war left as the cover for martial law. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones.
as a pretext to trigger a open purge of loyal, good Americans and use a civil war, they will then trigger, and they will actually carry out attacks against themselves, a full-spectrum dominance operation that they believe will deliver them victory over this country and then the world, because if you can capture the United States, you're able to capture the world. This is all about global domination. And the globalists running the country are, again, amongst the very nastiest people on the planet. A lot of incredible information has come out in the Ghislaine Maxwell pedophile trial. And I got to some of that yesterday, and I forgot to tell the crew to pull that out of the strata of your state stack. And I've also got all the new news uh, that is coming out of that trial, but there's not a lot because they're trying to suppress it. But what's coming out is just confirming just how horrible and bad this whole uh, system was and, 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 and how the criminal corporate deep state uses sex crimes against children as the filthy glue that holds this whole house of cards together. So that is coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll be detailing it. Mr. Beattie will be joining us, Professor Beattie, one of the former advisors of President Trump, in the second hour today. And, and, and then things got so busy in the last week that I never released part two of the General Flynn interview that's just as powerful as part one. And the part two, we also interviewed Patrick Berg and... General Flynn's very articulate, smart brother, Joe Flynn, filmmaker, and more. So that is all coming up in the third hour today, and Owen Schroyer as well. I have been hit with just such epiphanies of how crystal clear all these things are now. And we had all the documents that earlier this morning doing some research and then, and then later driving into work, I, I just sat back and saw their whole plan so crystal clear. And a lot of this we've already covered, but man, this is just horrible. This is absolutely horrible. And once the eye of Sauron is upon you, you're either going to push back and stop it and vanquish it, or it's going to destroy you. I mean, this is a death battle to the end. They're never going to stop until... They've shut this show down and put me in prison. There's, there's no doubt about that. And I don't feel sorry for myself with that going on. It just makes me really be concerned for the country and the world because they are literally trying to take me off the air to get to you, as Trump always says. They're coming after me because they want to get to you, and they are just absolutely ought to get you because your ancestors were Christian. Even if you aren't Christian, you have to understand this is, this is spiritual. And the birthright this country has... And that's why I've got to get to all the news that's on the plate today, but also talk about the big picture here. But the fact that the energy secretary is just a PR front person. And she said a few weeks ago that, oh, it's a good thing we're raising your gas prices. And then now she says, oh, no, we're not the ones doing it. It's just incredible. I mean, these criminals know exactly what they're doing. So we'll look at that as well and more today. 
This is a big broadcast. Last day before, such an important Christian holiday that the Satanists hate, Thanksgiving. But I give thanks to all of you and your support and our brotherhood and sisterhood that we have together. We are family. You know, when Dylan Roof went into a church in South Carolina and shot and killed nine innocent black worshipers, I hated him. I was disgusted by him. But then when the media blamed me and said it's because white people are just evil in general, uh, it, it made me really disgusted by those monsters aiding and abetting the hate that that young man was involved in and helping that blossom and grow so that there would be more racial attacks on white people and vice versa, getting a civil war started. But then last night and this morning, I was thinking about CNN and MSNBC and ABC and NPR and the New York Times and the Washington Post and every other BBC, you name it, all up there working so hard to cover up what Daryl E. Brooks did, who drove zigzag trying to hit as many people as he could like it was a video game, who ran over children, another of which died last night, little boy. And then all his postings about somebody needs to start killing white people and, and, and whites are inherently evil and his support of the Democratic Party and BLM. And to have them cover that up makes them accomplices to the murder. Do you understand that if somebody murders people, your neighbor, let's say, murders their wife, and you try to cover it up to the police and say, oh, I saw it, it was an accident, she slipped down the stairs. He didn't bash her brains out like the police say, and you're lying about that. You now are an accomplice to the murder after the fact. Because you're covering it up. That's in law. If you know your neighbor is shooting child porn, and you help cover it up, you're now an accomplice to child porn. So... The funny thing was, I wasn't talking about this this morning, and I went for a hike with my son who came over and visited. He didn't live with me. He's 19. Went for a hike early morning. Got back. My wife was up making breakfast for my uh, four-year-old daughter. And I'm sitting there drinking coffee at about 7.30 in the morning, looking at my four-year-old daughter drink orange juice. And my son had just left to go back to his house. And I'm sitting there. And I'm thinking about how sick it makes me that we live in a country where we've allowed these type of criminal organizations to sit up there and, and, and foment and say whites are inherently evil and cover up all the black-on-white crime that used to be 10, on, 10 to 1 black-on-white. Now it's over 20 to 1 in many cities. And, and, and really, it's so sad because that rips communities apart. But it is a minority of black people that are literally on like a jihad against whites, and, and, and it's, it's all psychological warfare. It's all psychological pro programming, and it's the manipulation of the weak-minded. And you got the culture and just the evil and the darkness and the drugs and, and just what's going on, and it's scary for everybody because this is being done by design, and it's in the WikiLeaks. Hillary talking to the head of a university psychology department about how they've got to intensify the culture wars to divide the country to control them. Because poor people want a better life. And she's like, yeah, these damn poor people, remember? And these stupid baristas 
What do we do? They want a better life. Well, just intensify culture war so they're all fighting with each other. That's in the stinking emails, and we sit here like fools and watch this unfold. So that's their plan, and that's what they do. And I was sitting there thinking about how sick this makes me, and my wife comes over and starts putting food on my daughter's plate, and then she bursts into tears and sits down and starts sobbing like I've never seen her cry. I've, I've been with her seven years. Girlfriend I met during my divorce, you know, after I got married and had a child with her. And I said, what's wrong? Did somebody die? Did you just hear families? What the hell's going on? She goes, it's the children. But why would you run over children? And she's just retching and pouring, crying. And then she grabs my furled daughter and goes, no, I don't want to hurt you. And that was a normal response of a woman knowing there's psychotic killers running around, killing people because of what color they are. Because a four-year-old little girl or a five-year-old little boy, whether they've got brown skin or white skin or whatever color skin they got, they don't deserve some drugged-up devil worshiper, and that's what this is, to run around selfishly, acting all cool, playing their gangster rap, running over the white devils to, you know, get some in on Wittenhouse, the white supremacist. And so Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and... Uh, all the MSNBC hosts and the CNN hosts, every one of them is your enemy. Every one of them hates your guts. Every one of them is part of a criminal globalist cabal, along with the Democratic Party and the Justice Department and the lawyers and just all of them. They're trash. They're scum. Using psychological warfare to do this and then to cover up what this guy did. Because if he uses his example of what not to do, it created some shame in the hearts of evil haters. Whether it's a black guy killing white people or a white guy killing black people, then this would stop. But they don't do that, just like with school shootings. They hype every school shooting up and give incredible attention to the killers, knowing that it's going to create copycats. And in, in all the Democratic jurisdictions, they, they cover up people planning the shootings, they protect people planning the shootings. Hell, the Walmart shooting in Texas and others, it turned out, were leftist. In almost every case, it's black trench coats, devil worshippers, people into death. Instead of committing suicide, they don't commit suicide by cop. They don't commit suicide. It's another option now. It's go out and just kill some people at Walmart. And the media sits there and then misappropriates it almost every time and says, well, they were white, so they did it because they were racist. And then it turns out it's the opposite. They're just a devil worshiper or they're an antifa. But then when it's cut and dry, a black supremacist crazy person who goes out and zigzags through a town parade they have where the middle schoolers and elementary students and everybody can go out and, and run around and be recognized by the town and have fun and get their adrenaline up and just have a event. But here's this guy programming the tribal thought. Hey, there's that town that's mainly white. 20 miles away, I'll drive out of Kenosha, I'll drive out of Milwaukee, and I'll go over there and I'll just run my car through a bunch of people. And, and, and when I do it, when I kill six people and injure over 40, they say more are probably going to die. Some are brain dead. He's a hero. He's a good man. The left said over Twitter, well, this will teach you white people. And it was mainly weird white professor types programming who know exactly what they're doing. 
even though it will come back on them. So they're planning to launch a civil war in this country, and they're planning to brand January 6th as a premeditated attack on the Capitol by myself and Trump so they can try to arrest me in the near future so they can then detonate bombs around the country and claim that it's the resistance doing it when it's going to be them to roll out full-on martial law. They've just gotten started with the COVID martial law and got that idea introduced. This is what they're going to do in the next ten and a half months before the midterms. They're going to end the country because they know they've lost the public. The public's coming together. Black Lives Matter has a 20% approval rating. The Democrats have a 30% approval rating. They're the occupying foreign evil force. And all they've got is race war left as the cover for martial law. So no one should be violent. No one should go out and offensively attack anybody. And any time you see one of these events, you're going to need to go out and document it knowing that it might be your footage that gets the truth out of what happened, because if there wasn't all the footage of this, they would say a white supremacist attacked that crowd, and they would say the victims were black. In the U.K. and in Germany, when Muslims and others attack and kill Europeans, they will say and lie on the news and say it was a German or say it was a Brit. That's the next level of this, because they want to keep those groups stirred up and angry and attacking because they can use them anytime they want with the media to snap the fingers and have a mostly peaceful protest where major cities burn down and people get killed. And who leads it? White people in black uniforms with their faces covered out stirring up the inner city crowds. We even got the IMF World Bank documents on that and the Soros documents five years ago where they actually plan that with the local police in blue cities they control. So this is it. We'll be right back. Stay with us. All right. In the second hour, I'm going to get more into what I was just covering with Dr. Darren Beatty, who's going to center of... All right, everybody. Joseph Kissing Podcast. here. understand the times in which we live today. Yeah, that's the deep state. That's what they want to do. They want to create a civil war in this country. We've been talking about that for years. Uh, the COVID thing is a launching standpoint, you know, the vaccination where they alienate people. Uh, if you go to any one of your next door apps or your next door neighborhood things, they got them online now everywhere. They, they, they are uh, filled with these, these uh, people that are completely paranoid, schizophrenic, uh, whack jobs. Uh, uh, i give you one example here. Uh, let's see my next door nap here, app here. Uh, Let's see here. Let's go to this one here. Um, they've got here. This is my next door app here, my area here. Uh, next door is the group here that I actually created years ago, but they don't know it. Uh, it's got everybody that put comments on it. Anyway, this person puts up, uh, this girl, uh, Cheyenne, puts up a, a picture of a white guy walking through a neighborhood. This is over here in Summerfield, North Carolina. He's walking through a neighborhood with flyers in his hand. He's wearing shorts, baseball cap. This is, you know, a few weeks ago. He's walking through the neighborhood, and uh, uh, this is what she says. This is the title of the, uh, the, uh, the uh, post she puts up. Man, walking door-to-door. Anyone recognize this individual? Going door-to-door quickly. No car. No visible ID. Okay? This is what she put, puts right here. Comments. Now, here come all the comments pouring, pouring in. Okay, these are all the do-gooders in your neighborhood, all the wannabe do-gooders. He was at Byright the other day handing out pamphlets for a new church in Oak Ridge. I don't know. He looks pretty suspicious to me. Okay? And then one guy comments, uh, this guy Randy says, I don't know. I don't believe that. Then Cheyenne gets in there now, the one that put the post. It was a different man. It was, it was, that wasn't him. Here near Brown Summit, Greensboro area. 
He, he was pretending to be a roofing associate for some company. No vehicle or business cards. Well, how does she know he was pretending to be a roofing company? If she if she's only got a video of him and she just put up, who is this guy? Does anybody know who he is? How does she know he's from a roofing company? See, immediately I identify this because I'm awake. You know, how do you know he's from a roofing company? No business cards, no visible ID. And then you got the other Deborah Hill here. She puts, thank you for sharing, Cheyenne. I'll be on the lookout. Door is locked tight. <laughs> yeah. Now, here I am. Now, here I am. I jump in here now, okay? Here I am. I put in here, this is me now, Joe Gibb. All right. I put, you could only get eight seconds? I mean, come on. What are we supposed to grasp from this video? Oh, no. Call the SWAT team. Man walking down road with what? Appears. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, my goodness. He is holding papers. Quick, lock down the community. That's what I put. All right, that's my comment. Now, here they come. They're going to attack me. Wham! Here they go. Here comes Chuck Barker. Joe Gibb, I believe the video was to provide you some visibility of the individual. And because he is holding papers means he's not a criminal. I am sure if it was a person of color, SWAT would have been called. Now, here he goes. He immediately turns this into race, a race-baiting uh, uh, tactic. I don't even feed into that. Okay. Now, here comes Cheyenne. She's the, now, this is my thread. They don't know this. Okay. It's my thread on the next door app. I put this up years ago. When they first started this thing, they don't know I'm the lead on this. Okay, I, I got to take it all down if I wanted to. All right, but anyway, she goes, she goes, Joe Gibb, that was rude. One, he came up to my grandmother's house. I'm sorry, I was too busy analyzing him, wondering why he was wanting my grandmother to come stand beside him to look at the roof, when nothing was wrong with her roof. So yeah, the video is eight seconds long because I wasn't thinking about my phone for once. I was thinking about my grandmother and making sure he wasn't going to do anything. She didn't go stand beside, and and that is what told me to grab my phone and video him walking down the road. I thought it was kind of odd because he said he was with a roofing company. No vehicle, no business card, no uniform. So you tell me, with a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> These are the nuts. They, 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 this is your infra guard here. These are your people. Probably a provocateur, okay? They're even a real person here, okay? But this is what they do. They do this all through the country. It's all programmed, all set up programs Obama set up with his, remember, we not only need a strong military, we need a civilian force, just as strong, just as armed. Remember when he made that speech? Remember? Remember when Obama did that? Yeah. This was all set up by Obama, the Green Police. All right? And uh, now they start ganging up on me. Thank you, Chuck Barker. Thank you, Cheyenne. Thank you for attacking that guy, Joe Gibb. That mean son of a gun. We got to get him out of this neighborhood. Okay? So I have to reply back. Okay? I got to reply back once. You know, here we go. Now, well, well, now, well, to tell you. All right, here we go. I have run and owned my own business in this area for 18 years, so some time ago. And I have stopped in multiple areas over the years. So have people that that have been. So have people that have worked for me, and sometimes I have been called to the wrong house, or people have not been home. So I would park or do whatever many different scenarios I I may want to do at that time, and I would wear a tank top and jeans, and sometimes use my personal car. So point being, if we are running up and up and uh, down our streets, video filming everyone, and scared to death because someone is talking to someone about a roof then we all have one hell of a problem, don't we? 
And someone one day is going to, God forbid, act like a wannabe rent-a-cop and get someone hurt. What does this say about our community when we have 911 on speed dial? Seems like we have a problem. If you really want to save your place, start filming and reporting the real criminals. They usually wear a suit and tie, or in a lot of cases, or even wear a uniform. <laughs> I had to put that one in there, a little dig, you know, at the establishment. And control all the money. Like that old saying, follow the money. Get it? <laughs> so anyway, you know, and then, of course, that thrashing start coming in, you know. They just start coming in at me, you know. And this guy's in there, another guy, he's got Smith and Wesson, and he's just, ah, you know, all the threats start coming. They're going to get me, and why don't I go someplace else? And <laughs> I created the app. I mean, the, the lead on here. So, <laughs> but, this is, but this is what you got here, you see. This is what you have. For dumbed-down, morally bankrupt, stupid sheep in our neighborhoods out there. We've got a lot of them. A lot of them. I don't know. Anybody want to comment on this? Anybody want to comment here? Uh, let me get back to my studio screen here. I bounced off that screen. I don't know if i got any callers here that I want to talk. But, yeah, this is the nonsense that uh, that's out there today. And this is what they want. They want a race war. They want a race war. They do. And, and and this is the problem. We're, we're, you know, we have got to wake up, folks. We've got to wake up. Don't feed into this madness. Don't. 657-383-0616. Press the number one if you want to join in the conversation here. Maybe you got one of those neighborhood watches groups or, or something. Or maybe you uh, are uh, have uh, been confronted by these dumbed-down, morally bankrupt uh, sheeple. I don't know. You know, but this is the... This is the stuff that that I really 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 uh that that we predicted was going to happen. You know, I was talking to someone earlier. I said if I was doing a podcast show about dice, you know, about family attacking each other, my phone lines would be blowing up, you know, but but you know, when I want to talk about stuff that's going to save our republic, you know, I you, you get nothing. You get nothing. Everyone loves controversy. They love ripping they love the, the tearing each other down and apart. That's what it's all about. No unity, no togetherness, no rep- saving our republic, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Oh, boy, I tell you. But anyway, that, that's, that's uh, I got a couple crank callers here. I'm not going to get to them. I, I can see them popping up here on the board, but we, I'm glad those trolls are still out there. But uh, they're still listening. Maybe, maybe all those trolls from years ago, they finally learned, and they went away, and they said, well, you know, this guy here is, uh, you know, we're not going to... Uh, no point in uh, trying to come after him, but, uh, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I got this tele- this uh, telegram thing, this app on my computer, and you can hear it in the background. Bing, bing, I can't shut the freaking stuff down. I don't know how to shut it down where it stops with the notification part of, uh, parts of it. So I just, I don't I don't know how to shut that stuff down. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, another good podcast to check out there. I was on that as a guest, too, uh, Saving Fatherhood podcast, uh Got a group there on Facebook, Saving Fatherhood. Check out that uh, that uh, podcast show there. He's pretty a pretty good podcast show. I was a guest on there a few weeks ago. I did try going live on Facebook last week. It didn't come out too well. Um, doing a live feed on Facebook uh, to uh, I, I, you know because everyone wants video now, so they want to do video and uh, 
Uh, I think that's – I did put a – I started a group on Facebook. It's got about 50 members now, I think, Exposing Corrupt Courts. I put that up there. Uh, and then, of course, I got my classic cartoon DVDs uh, section up there. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, on my Facebook there, I, I usually attach the show link to it. Maybe I'll start doing that again because, you know, I got about 5,000 people on Facebook. So, uh, you know, I, I haven't been doing that lately. I, the YouTube thing is just going to take forever to grow, the YouTube platform. But, uh, you know, the, everybody wants video now. So uh, I think that's, that's what people are really looking, really want to uh, – they, they, they like the video feed, not the podcasting anymore. So, I mean, Block Talk Radio is completely dead now. I mean, when you think about it, unless, you, unless you're, you know, uh, advertising or having a guest, it's just the platform is shrinking tremendously. I noticed that. So, uh, But the show is out there in archive. We get a lot of people that check, and they go there and download uh, download the show. So got a few people there. I'm still trying to get Gerald Salente on there. I got a friend up there from New York that uh, he, said he wanted me to get Gerald Salente on. I reached out to him. And he actually follows me on Twitter. I think it's him, but now I'm not sure if it's really him or not, Gerald Salente. Um, because I sent him a message on Twitter, uh, and I asked him about being a guest on the podcast show. Uh, I'm going to get on Twitter here. I'll tell you his reply here. Uh, it doesn't. So he's probably uh, one of those spoofers. You know, because these celebrities, they, they get their name spoofed and mocked, and it's not really them. So you got to be careful. It's like that Glenn Beck on Facebook. Facebook is not really Glenn Beck. Uh, let me see the message here. What's he, what did he, what he write to me here? Uh, uh, yeah, Jared Salente. Okay, here he is right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoa. So what? Oh, let's see. Well, there we go. I asked him to be a guest on my podcast show, and, and, and uh, he writes back, uh, thanks. So what do you trade on, crypto, stocks, or the currency exchange markets? I didn't ask you a question. I, I asked you about becoming a, 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 on my podcast show. <laughs> maybe it's him, maybe it's not but I don't think it's him because he's only got 240 followers and I, I've got quadruple the amount of followers than he does so I don't think it's really him because he he's probably up around 10,000 mark you know me, I'm on Twitter I've got, let's see, what do I got for followers uh, I've got 4,000 people here that, you know, follow me or I follow them so, you know <laughs> I, so he's only got a couple hundred I, and he's on Fox News, this guy so I don't think this is probably really Gerald Salente it could be, I don't know, you never know but, uh, yeah, man, so uh, anybody here got something they want to add or uh, uh, participate in or make a comment upon uh, tonight, uh, then tonight please do so. I know Dr. Peter Ventura was listening there for a little while. He jumped off there. You know, his phone's always ringing off the hook. He was on here for a little while listening. Uh, I know Joe Miller, his buddy up there from Connecticut, he wants to come on. He promised me he's going to come on and do a little preaching there. So, uh Hey, uh, that'll be. He said, next time you do a podcast show, I'm coming on. So I may, I will have a guest next time. That's what they. That's what he said. So we'll see. Uh, Joe Miller from uh, Connecticut. Uh, he's got a message. Message he wants to preach here on my platform. So we're going to get him on here. And um, so other than that, uh, guys, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up here. If I got no real legit, real, real calls here, that uh, let me go back to the studio board here. If anybody wants to press one and have got something they want to add, do it now. If not, I'm going to scan the blog talk airwaves here and uh, go back over here. Let's see what we got here. Live and coming up. Uh, we'll see what they got going on here. Uh, nothing. So uh, nothing there. Uh, blog talk radio is uh, pretty, pretty uh, slow. Pretty slow. Uh, let's go to the live feed there. Do some politics. See what's going on. I guess everybody's over there in Telegram now. Uh, so uh, I guess that's a new new thing now. Um, replay. Giant pay. All right. Um, no, we got nothing here. 
Nothing here on Block Talk Radio. Oh, we got, uh, oh, there I am. Well, all right, no, well, that's it. So, uh, well, I gave my message here for tonight. Uh, remember, first week of December, coming up soon. Uh, I'll be running here from North Carolina House of Representatives here, North Carolina, um, in my district here. Um, so, uh, legislative, legislative branch, uh, you know, I'm going to be looking for a campaign. I'm going to be switching this platform. This platform is going to be strictly going over to campaign mode and strictly guests concerning that that type of stuff. We're going to have to stay away from controversial subjects because, you know, we you know what happens when you get in politics there. They're going to tear you apart. And I'm pretty sure I'll probably take a lot of flack for this uh, podcast show and the other ones that I've been involved with, but that's okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. So next we'll be uh, doing my filing. Uh, we got the filing fee I got to pay there. I did put a GoFundMe page up, raised a little bit, a couple dollars there on Facebook there for that. But I'll get my official campaign website up and running hopefully soon. And uh, after the first week, uh, we've got to follow the campaign rules and guidelines and laws, of course. And uh, they've got a whole host of them you have to abide by. And, uh, you know, you have rules you have to comply with. Um and uh, we're going to try to get in here in Rockingham County, North Carolina, and uh, uh, run for public office and uh, get my name up there. If I can last that long, I don't know. For those of you who know my personal situation and cases, uh, I just had a case in the North Carolina Supreme Court. They shot me down. Uh, I'm in the U.S. Federal District Court right now uh, with the case. Uh, you, you just can't get any rights. You just have no rights. You have no rights. You know, uh, we've borrowed that a million times about the Constitution. It's very difficult to uh, to uh, have your have, enforce your rights, your constitutional rights in this country today. Uh, justice, the rules of justice, the wheels, the machine is are, are, the machine is broken. It really is. It's broken. So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Next show. Next show. I don't know when the next show is going to be. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see where we go from here. Uh, on this, uh, I think we're, it's winter time now. We're going to be getting more grassroots stuff, starting more stuff. Like I said, I got the campaign starting to get ready to kick that off. Uh, uh, Blog Talk Radio is just, uh, you know, seem to be coming to be uh, the podcast show itself is tr- probably is going is spinning downhill. Uh, so uh, it's, it's not that uh, popular anymore as as it was at one time. So. Uh, all right, so everybody, I guess we'll get ready to wrap it up here. Uh, I want to say God bless the Republic and. Uh, We'll get ready to wrap it up. I don't got any calls here that want to jump in here. So, uh, hey, I'm, I was here for you, for you, for you to uh, voice your opinion, and uh, you decided not to. So, uh, let's see here. We'll wrap it up here with some Ronald Reagan, huh? Now, let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war, but there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday 
When the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rest than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shockers around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material compositions. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. make this an absolute fact. The goal is world peace. That must be our prime responsibility. We are the leader of the free world whether we want to be or not. And therefore we are the only ones that can preserve the peace. And to do that we must have strength. Meeting this mission and responsibility for preserving the peace which I believe is a responsibility peculiar to our country, that we cannot shirk our responsibility as a leader of the free world because we're the only one that can do it.